This is The Shift with Lynn and Zoe. Saddle up you bitches. Hi. Hi. We are back. Told you we would be. And it's not on the Monday, but it is within the week. It is within the week. We never said we'll be back when. We just said we'll be back. We'll be back. And we are. We most certainly are. Um, How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You just Um, returned from walking the pooch. Yes. Speak off the devil. Maybe leave it half open. He's... No, he'll be fine. Okay, hold on. Yeah. We're live again. We're back. I gave him a bone. He should be minding his business now. For the next hour, I hope. Took him to the vet and they said that he's um he's now a teenager. Oh my god. So, so that's he's, why he's so misbehaving. He's, yeah, so he's being naughty and rebellious. He's in his teenage era. He is, even though he's, what, seven months old? No, he, I feel like you got him about two weeks ago. I know. It's crazy. They grow up so fast. They do. Um, Can't wait for him to move. <laughs> and start paying rent. <laughs> Um, um, anyway, yes, how was your day um, slash week? Yeah, I've just been working. Mm. Um, I played soccer. We saw Jennifer Coolidge last Saturday. Oh my God. Yeah. I forgot yes, about that. Yes, we did. Okay, yeah. so we went and saw, let's talk about it actually. Let's talk about it. We went and saw Jennifer Coolidge and Mike White in conversation on yeah. Saturday night. I actually have done quite a lot this week. Yeah, hello. Um... What did you think? I loved it. I genuinely was not expecting because we were kind of like, it was the middle of the night. Like, not the middle of the night as in time-wise, but we were between plans. So you were going to go to dinner. Mm. I was going to go out. So I was like, okay, an hour and a half of sitting in in a, like, amphitheater watching people talk. Yeah. Previously, I was already drinking. So I was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to really, like, pay attention or whatever. But they were so funny. And so engaging. So engaging, so naturally funny. And I knew that they were going to be funny, but I didn't know how they were going to be in, like, a live questionnaire amphitheater situation. I will say, I can't really talk, but Mike White isn't as eloquent as I imagined him to be. Yeah. There was lots of... Um, I think he was just uh, wasted. um, um, He did drink about four wines. Yeah. Um... I think he was wasted and Jennifer Coolidge was on 25 Xanax. It was so funny, though, because the host would ask a question and Jennifer Coolidge would go, um, Mm. and everyone would start laughing. Yeah. And then she'd be like, yeah, so I was was depressed in my house for six months and everyone was like, oh. (laughs) I think my favorite thing she said the entire night, someone was like, it was something to do with, like, how do you stay motivated or something? And then she was like, firstly, just watch all the bad shit. <laughs> she was like, watch all the bad shit. And, like, people make bad movies and people make bad plays. Go and watch that because that way you're going to realize that your stuff is not as bad. And then she also said something about um, being delusional. And I said, mm. that's me and that's mm. us. Mm-hmm. And then she said something about your age and then your sisters turned around and they looked at us because something about lying about your age. Oh, I don't know. She, um, yeah, she said we went with my sisters. She said something about lying about her age yeah. and they both turned to me and said, that's you. Yeah. And they're not <laughs> and wrong. Then, no. They're not wrong. No, they were so funny. And I love that Mike White at one point was asked, like, how do you choose cast and how, like, are you in the process of searching cast yeah. for the next season? 
I just pick my friends. Yeah, I said I pick my friends and I hate actors. <laughs> and he told some anecdote about um, when he was at a table reading or something for one of his movies and then someone stood up and was like, I hate all these actors. And then he said, well, me too. Oh, yeah, no. Um, who was it? Some woman. Fuck. It was some actress, like yeah. a famous actress. And she got up and she left the room and he went out after her and she was like, are you okay? And yeah. she goes, I just fucking hate everyone all yeah. these actors and yeah like, oh my god me too <laughs> but he was like i love you can just tell that they're just friends like yeah. they've been friends for a long fucking time he was saying that for the season two finale he went over and watched it yeah at jennifer's house and yeah. he was saying that he felt awful about killing her off yeah but the reason he killed her off is because he didn't think it would get renewed for a season three Oh my god, he did say that. How crazy is that? That's wild. That even with that level of success, I mean, I know it wouldn't like it was still airing, Mm. and they would have started realizing its success the more and more it went on. Well, because season two is much bigger than season one. Far more successful than the first season. Absolutely. Um, It was sold out. There was like nine thousand people there, which was insane to me because I was just wondering what, like, who the demographic for this was. Is it White Lotus fans? Is it Jennifer Coolidge fans? Is it Mike White's, like, Survivor fans? Such as, like, other reality TV shows? Their demographic there, and I think my, one of my sisters said it, she was like, this is just such a strange yeah. group of people. It was a in very the odd room. mix. It was a very odd mix. It was, like, Jennifer Coolidge impersonators, and there was a lot of people dressed up as her. Getting photos with people? Literally. And I said, get <laughs> out of my way i'm trying to order a glass of wine you are not jennifer college and then it was like just pop culture connoisseurs we were there for journalistic purposes of course we were we were i will be claiming those tickets back on tax absolutely absolutely and then it was just like i don't know jennifer college fans i guess i think mike white was like the guest appearance on the jennifer college show because every single time she would speak like you said thunderous applause thunderous applause humor everything and he'd finish a question and the host would be like, thank you. Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, back to Jen. But I realized that she's just as depressed and as like normal as the rest she's of us. She's just like me. She's just like me. She literally was like, I did not leave my house for six months. And like the only advice I have to actors and stuff is just leave your fucking house and stop mm. being depressed. And I said, wait, <laughs> <laughs> I'm depressed too. Oh, but um, it was fabulous. I had a good time. It was fabulous. Yeah. Yeah, they wanted to host World Pride next year. I hope she does it. I think she should. Not World Pride, so just like Sydney, Sydney Pride. Sydney Pride, yeah, Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. I, I think she should. Way too buckled, though. Yeah, I got hammered. I was so drunk. And then I, I went for dinner with my sisters, and then Lynn was like, I met this party. Like, yeah. Go out. And it was, I was shit. Like, mm, I'm going to throw up. It was I so don't bad. Know. Don't even worry. We literally <laughs> went to your favorite place, the Ace Hotel, which was actually Ooh. really lovely. Like, just sitting in that lobby with all of your hear friends. It. No, no, no. Trust me. And I've, I've been telling everyone, I profess every single time I get here, I say, now don't stay here now because <laughs> my friend got really bad bed bugs. But the hotel bar is just really nice. And I, I know think, we were ragtagging on it before not being the next it venue of Sydney. But it's just nice. And on principle, one day I'll burn it to the ground. Yes, <laughs> yes you will. No, I'm thinking I should go and try the bar or something. Yeah. Just because, do you know what's so annoying? Mm. It's a really nice hotel. Is it? Yeah. Okay, like well, Troy Sivan stayed there when he was the here. The rooms are... And, like, I got a really expensive room like mm. we had like 
a nice like suite with a balcony and everything. Mm-mm. But you, when you're spending that much money, you don't want to be accused of yeah bringing your own bed, bed bugs, bugs in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to let you know them know. What I mean? No, I know exactly what you mean. I do. It's the most I, gruesome yeah. reputation to have. <laughs> You know, Zoe the bed bug lady. That's just nasty, really. But no, it was a really nice 12. And then they just turn off all the music. They turn on the lights. They kick everybody out. out. They say, if you don't have a room, you get the fuck out. And they start ushering people out. But no, Jennifer Coolidge was fabulous. And I would love to see her again. One on one. One on one. We were trying to figure out a way. To get were We got there and we said, right, what's our... Yeah. What's the move? What's our entry point? What's our entry point? Anyway, no, we tried and failed. And nonetheless, it was so good to see her. But anyway, the Idols episode two. Well, I was going to say, you've been seeing lots of the Sydney Film Festival. Oh my God. Yeah, no, I completely forgot. So (laughs) this is what I was going to say. I saw three films at the Sydney Film Festival and I want to talk about them. Where are they playing them? Just like different theatres. The first one I saw, I've been seeing all of them with Yasmin actually, because she's a, how do you say, Seinfeld? Cinephile? Cinephile. Cinephile. Um, she's a regular... <laughs> she's a Seinfeld. She's a Seinfeld. She's a Cinephile. Um, so we've been watching them together. So the first one was the Khan Uncut documentary, which I thought was going to be some big expose on, on the Khan's film festival. It most certainly was not. It was like a oh. ginormous commercial for Khan, just being like, if you've got money, come along. And I was like, okay, this is an hour and a half of just nonsense. And it was a documentary and they were trying to expose these secrets. The only thing I got out of it was two things. Firstly, that guy from Jack Black was an Angelina Jolie and Will Smith. They were talking about how they necessarily don't have films that show at Cannes, but because they know it's like the center of the film universe. Americans just pay a fuck ton of money to advertise there during the festival. So Jack Black, Angela Jolie, and Will Smith were advertising for Shark Tales 2 or something. (laughs) (laughs) And they had to float in on some sort of like beachfront on a ginormous shark. And Angela (laughs) Jolie is just waving to the audience. And I'm like, that is so embarrassing. You need to Google it. Um, Like, imagine being a world-class A-lister who was in... Fucking, <gasps> yes, that's oh. the photo. I thought you meant like no, it's like a giant it's, inflatable it's, shark. It's an inflatable yeah. shark, and, and then Jack all Black sitting if wearing. You click on this photo, they're he all dives wearing, in. They're all wearing life vests, yes, and no shoes. Yes. <laughs> he dives in, and apparently, this photo made millions around the world because it was <laughs> so controversial. It looks like, you know those banana boats people go on? They get mm. pulled by a jet. Yeah. And you hold on to the two yeah. little rings. That's that. It looks like that's what they're on. That's what they're on. And then there is a, another competition that happens during the Carnival Festival, which is all about the dogs and whichever dogs were the best actors <laughs> in certain movies. So now you have to Google Tilda Swinton, Khan's dog competition or something. And then you will see she puts like a dog collar on her neck. <laughs> It's so obscene. And she announces the best. It's called Palm Dog. (laughs) She announces the best dog and they get a dog collar that's called the Palm Dog instead of the Palm Dior. It's so ridiculous and camp. Oh my God. And then Google B-movie. Who is it? It's like some sort of celebrity flying in. This was reserved for... um, who was it? It was reserved for... Jerry Seinfeld flew in on... 
on a, as a giant, <laughs> as a theory, giant he was like ziplining through Khan and they paid millions of dollars for it and that was apparently reserved for Spider-Man but they didn't use it in Spider-Man they ended up using it for the B-movie and it's Jerry Seinfeld in a ginormous B costume <laughs> Flying through Khan. Like, I'm it's gonna just post, ridiculous. I'm going to post these photos. To yeah, Instagram. please do this it. It's ridiculous. Insane. And then they talk about all the fabulous parties. And apparently the MTV party was the biggest. But now there's all these rules that France has imposed. So now people in Khan, you can't have parties after 2 a.m. So now oh. all the parties are quite shit. But apparently the MTV party was like the creme de la creme. Mm. And then the final thing I learned before I get into my little thoughts is... I kind um, of want to watch this. It's so ridiculous. It's so cav. The third and the final thing, or the fourth and final thing was Kirsten Dunst mm. thought in Melancholia that she was going to get the supreme press. Yeah. This was supposed to be her like Oscar winning role. Mm. They're at the Cannes Film Festival and the director, I forget his name. Was German. it Lars von Trier? Yeah, Lars von Trier, he's German. He's up on the podium at the Q&A after they showed the film. And then he just starts going on this rant about how he's a Nazi and how he's a Hitler sympathizer. No, I really wanted to be a Jew. And, I, and then I found out that I was really a Nazi, you know, uh, because my family was German, Hartmann. Uh, which also gave me some pleasure. <laughs> so I'm kind of a, yeah. So I, 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 what can I say? Um, I, I understand Hitler. But uh, I, 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 I think he did some wrong things. Yes, absolutely. But 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 I I, I can see him sitting in in his bunker in the end. <laughs> but I, there will come a point at the, at the end of this. There will come. I will. I will. No, I'm just saying that 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 uh, I understand. I, I think I understand the man. Uh, he's not what we, you would call a good guy, but I. Um, yeah, I I understand much about him, and I sympathize with him a little bit. Yes, not but come on, I, I'm not for the Second World War, and I'm not against Jews. So I just she, showed Zoe the video. She looks. Kristen Dunst looks like she yeah. wants to get up and leave. Yeah, she looks like she, she's like That's visibly fucked. looking around and like trying to get out of this extremely awkward situation. And I don't know what question he was asked that led him to go into this rant which doesn't was, matter what he was asked yeah it just it's like <laughs> what how did you get there and it was progressively and obviously inside the audio but it just got worse and worse and worse so obviously melancholia got this like bad press after that because it was completely yeah. overshadowed by this moment and then he was now banned like banned from the um banned banned from khan <laughs> was banned from khan and he's never been back since isn't that crazy that's wild I also will say Melancholia isn't a very good movie. Anyway. Well, I tried watching it and I really did not enjoy it. But everyone was saying this was supposed to be her, like, role. It's, like, the only dead... Like, it's the only role like that. She's kind of yeah. done. Yeah. Apart from, like, virgin suicides or something. Mm. But no, so that was the first one that I saw. And then I saw another movie called Past Lives, which was a really cute Korean film. Nothing to say about that one. And then I saw Fallen Leaves, which was like another really cute Norwegian film. That one was camp and whatever. And then the third one I saw is what I want to talk about. So it was called, um, what was it called? Oh my God, I'm blanking now. It was some German film. Mm. Let me find the name. 
It was called Perfect Days and it's made by this German-Japanese um, director. And it's literally just like a two-hour, three-minute long movie about just like the mundanity of life. And this guy, he's a toilet cleaner. He just cleans toilets for two hours and three minutes. That's the whole movie. Is there any dialogue? There's like 16 lines of dialogue and it doesn't really go anywhere. So Yasmin and I are sitting in this fucking movie for two and a half hours, or almost felt like two and a half hours, scratching our heads being like, what the fuck? Like, is something supposed to happen? And we get it. It's art house. It's supposed to show you that life is sometimes gets mundane and whatever. And like, I literally was sitting two, there. Two hours. Two hours of torture. Like, I felt like I was in jail. So this is what I want to get into, right? I was sat there thinking someone out there is going to enjoy this movie because they think that this is like an exemplar piece of cinematography, whatever, or an exemplar piece of like art because it's com- like, it's like, I don't know, commenting on, like, life's woes and whatnot. But I've said this before, Mm. and I feel like it gets to a point where people are too afraid to say, I don't get it. Exactly. Or this is... Or I don't like it. specifically, but, like, I don't get it, or I don't Mm. like it. Exactly. So if something... Say that movie goes on to win the Oscar, there's... And I swear to God, I'm not drawing parallels between everything, everywhere, all at once. (laughs) Not not too much now. (laughs) That's a lot of people's favorite. But But yes. Not even that, but art galleries or, you know, we've spoken about like music and art and stuff before that like, okay, subjectively, I think it's shit. Yeah. Objectively, you can't say it's shit because, you know, the person who made it went, this is incredible. Yeah. And like the general consensus might not be that. But if you have one person saying... I love this. This is a mm. masterpiece. This is great. Which is clearly where the toilet man's head was when he was making yes. this. Yes. It, I don't know. I think people just need to be braver in saying that. Yeah, that you don't this enjoy is bad. Or if this guy <clears throat> who, the director, who I'm sure was also the screenwriter, executive mm. producer, maybe he starred in it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. If someone had just said to him, like, what's the point? And he goes, oh, it's. Life is mundane. Yeah. Like, you could have. That is like, just so blatantly boring and obvious. Like, yeah. you didn't need to make people watch someone cleaning two toilets hours, for two hours right? to make that point. We know life is we boring. We know life is boring. So, that movie, um, Perfect Days, was nominated in one of the Cannes Film Festival competitions. Were and they in the blind? documentary, this is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> in the documentary, they were talking about how the Palm Jura is the most prestigious prize. And obviously, once your film gets into the Cannes competition or trickles down mm. and gets nominated, then the rest of the world is going to want to watch it because. Yeah. This council of judges determined that these films are the noteworthy ones of the season. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, obviously those types of things influence me. For a movie wins the Academy Award, I'm going to want to watch it. Yeah, because absolutely. Because I'm like, these people know what they're talking about. But then, because I was listening to Grayson Perry's Playing to the Gallery, which Yasmin recommended to me, which was recommended by Priscilla. So it's like a chain of going through the friends. And it's this guy or this person, Grayson Perry, talking about what makes good art Mm. and whether democracy has bad taste. These gallerists and whatnot, they determine, obviously, what we see. So then I was sitting there thinking, a council of people, obviously, it didn't win any prizes. I don't think it won the palm. No, it didn't win the palm. <laughs> but I'm like, these people sat there and they really watched this movie and they said, wow, this is cinema. And yeah, it was shot beautifully. Yeah, the actor was great. And yeah, the director has made fabulous films before. But that movie was garbage. And I think it's time that we all objectively agree that art sometimes can be bad. And it's okay that art can be bad. 
Like, I just, I don't get it. I was I mad as hell. I agree. But in the same token, I couldn't give it a bad rating because it was made so beautifully. Well, see, then that's the thing that I think, like, cinematography and everything has to yeah. come into play. Yeah. Like, but I couldn't I'm not give it go, a... I'm not going to go watch no, it. No, and I don't... I think if you want to torture yourself, absolutely. Pay $24.90, go sit in a movie theater and watch this for two and a half hours, or two hours and then some, and just try and get something out of this. Like, What did I'm you thinking, take away from it? That I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> it was so boring. It was just period boring. But I 100% recommend everybody listen to Grayson Perry's Playing to the Gallery, Yasmin and Priscilla. Shout out to y'all because you really put me on. And if you want to just kind of get your mind thinking about how we end up thinking what good art is, what good cinema is, what good movies or what good like music is, listen to this person speak for two hours. It's fabulous. Speaking of bad art. Bad art. Lynn finally watched The Idol. Mm, okay. Top line thoughts. Top line thoughts. Like we said, it's very beautiful to look at. I just, like, it doesn't do anything for me. It's just boboring. Like, mm. the scene of her, obviously, like, masturbating was, like, whatever. The latest episode, The weekend, and that gross dialogue being, like, open your little pussy for me and, like... It sounds just like... Gross, it you know? sounds like what people in high school think phone sex should sound like yeah i have this theory that the weekend we'll talk about this yesterday that the weekend literally just jumped in to do this show because he just wanted an excuse to be with lily rose Depp and jenny from blackpink well this is the thing so he was like that's the point like you're meant to think tedros oh, is God. like gross and disgusting and i was like do you know what the issue here is mm. With him, I cannot separate the art from yeah, the artist. Exactly. Because I don't think I will ever be able to separate the art from the artist. Like and that I, was his music before, like the that's, that's, 2014 okay, that's or something. The thing. If he, if the lyrics to his songs weren't an exact reflection of the character that he is playing, I think yeah. it would be far easier for everyone to be like, "Wow, yeah. Abel's such a good." Actor. Actor. Yeah. But because this character just feels so closely related to the type of music he makes. And it's and made in his house. Yeah. Like, how are we going <laughs> to... Se- do you got a rat tail on, buddy? Like, how am I going to separate the fact that this is not who you are? And that's the thing. No one's referring to him as his character. Everyone's what like... his character name? Tedros. Oh, my God. Saying, it's The weekend, but... <laughs> like, but everyone's saying, oh, it's The weekend. Mm. Do you notice how recently he said he was going to stop going by the weekend? Yeah, yeah, Do you think that's because he saw all the press about this and everyone naming him and he said... Probably. I mean, I read something about his hair also changing and something like that. I don't fucking know. And how he was trying to shed himself of his old image and whatever. But I don't know. Good luck getting rid of your old image. I remember when I was in college in like the mid-2010s. I'm not giving away my age. Mm. But... A girlfriend of mine at the time, she showed me The Weeknd. Mm. And this was before all of his big music. Like, yeah. she was like, he's playing at, like, the Amor Theatre. Mm. Like, there's, like, 200 people going. Do you want to go? And I remember I listened to his music and I was like, this is great. This is good. Mm. This is really grotty. But, like, mm. I don't care. Like, I like it. Yeah. And the thing is, is for over a decade, if you have been making music with lyrics like that, that is just so... Yeah. Filthy. Yeah. Which, whatever. But then you're then playing a character on TV that is just so as nasty. Aligned. Yeah. And then you want to say, 
but that's not me. Yeah. I'm playing a character. It's like, okay, well, your history yeah. discredits that. Yeah. Not that he's ever been like a scary, yeah, yeah. rapey yeah. cult leader. But he's playing a little too well. If he's acting, then he's <laughs> acting a little too good. I just thought that like, I'm not offended by the show. I love, like we were saying, we love the song. Mm, we uh, love the song. We've been singing the song all day. I think it is pop perfect. Perfection. The lyrics are so stupid. And on the weekend, you can pull my hair, touch me anywhere. It's just good. Like it's a fabulous song. I think Lily Rose in this episode was much better at acting. Do you know what I think? Episode. I think she's actually for what she's been given, mm. which is little to no dialogue Mm -mm. she is such a great actress she is she's acting a little ass off i think jenny's great jenny is great jenny's the villain she's the villain but like i'm telling you every single comment if you go on tiktok if you go on twitter every single like 80 percent of the majority of people because the views dropped by a hundred thousand in terms of the u.s metrics it was it was what was it nine hundred thousand for the first episode and then it was eight hundred for the second i thought it was 640 I think it was 800, 800 from what I saw last. But the majority of those people are just black pink stands. So. That's what I saw a tweet and someone was like, how bad would it be if you think about it that like 80% of the people mm. watching this are just blinks? Yeah, just blinks. And speaking to of, see she's three in Sydney of, tomorrow. Is she going to perform? Yeah. Or is she still sick? Well, she walked off stage. I think she'll have to. I think why, what are you, YG going to say? YG? Who the fuck do you think you are? Get up on that stage. Let her out of her cage. Yeah. <laughs> well, Chelsea and Lauren from um, Every Outfit think that Lily Rose's character is kind of like Selena Gomez or based on Selena Gomez. Not Britney, but more so like Demi Lovato and Selena Gomez from their last episode. Yeah, but I don't think, like... I don't know. I don't understand that rhetoric. Just because... Selena had a mental breakdown supreme. Did she? Yeah, she had a supreme mental breakdown a couple of years ago. Oh. She has really fucking good publicity because you just don't know half of this shit about her. I didn't know any of this. I knew about Demi Lovato. Yeah. And doing cocaine on airplanes when she was 18. <laughs> well, that's because her PR is bad. <laughs> But I, I'm like gonna keep watching it because it's that Sunday Monday slot of TV. Mm. I remember I had it on, and Pat was like, "Are you gonna keep watching this?" And I said, "Yes," but because I want to keep up with the discourse, and mm. also I do want to see how it ends because we obviously all know how messy the production was. Yeah, I want to be able to see. Yeah, if that is because at the moment it's reflected in what's been put out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see if this is going somewhere. I absolutely do not think. I mean, after reflecting on that New York Times article and all the other think pieces coming out, that this is not a show with any sort of like intelligent rhetoric. It's just a show. And do you about, know like, what? If Sam Levinson and I think I just, said we said this, this last week, week, if he had come out and said, "I just wanted hot, sexy, like people mm. doing drugs." having sex, masturbating, mm. choking themselves while there's like bright lights and yeah. like hot songs. I would be like, okay, I'll eat it up sure. because I love to sit and not think, but having to watch something, trying to be like, like you and your toilet, this is like mm. that toilet movie. Mm. Having to sit there and be like, well, what's the, yeah. Is what's this going this somewhere? Yeah, yeah. Is something going to happen? Yeah. Cause think about it, these episodes also only have about six lines of dialogue. Yeah, no, it's true. And I think trying to paint it as like something that it's like, Something much bigger than what it actually is. It's just so stupid because you're just wasting everybody's time. 
you're wasting everybody's time. But good luck to Sam Levinson after I this know. because people are because that's another thing with Gen Z. Not that I'm not a part of Gen Z, mind your business, but <laughs> Gen Z is like tearing him a new one mm. because Eva Longoria came out yesterday was like asked would a Desperate Housewives reboot work in this current climate and she said no we're gonna get cancelled like mm. because they know that the shit that they were doing obviously by today's standards quote is like cancelable um and people obviously are like psychoanalyzing every single scene and being like they're promoting this and they're promoting that and whatever I'm like just fucking relax sit down and have a fucking drink like not everything always has to be something and Sam Levinson needs to learn that like this should just be like a silly show about pretty people doing cocaine what's that movie Cody Ugly yeah exactly that movie had no purpose yeah or even like oh my god what's that movie I love Showgirls Mm. Showgirls is so Mm -hmm. bad Mm -hmm. and it's literally just nothing but just like Mm. Showgirls in Las Vegas just being showgirls having sex and doing cocaine and just like running around and one of them wants to be a star yeah because that doesn't matter i do agree i think in terms of like writing and tv there are so few shows these days that aren't like like in terms of the main um pop zeitgeist that aren't being like having to be about some sort of cultural commentary Mm. that are just existing as just a simple show that's got silly things going on that's not trying to comment on anything Speaking to do with society. Of a silly show that's got nothing going on. Have yes. you ever watched The Other Two? No. I started watching The Other Two last night. Yeah. And it is so funny. What is it? It's on its third or fourth season now, but I've started from season one. It's about this, like, 13-year-old king, uh, ki- king, kid. King. 13-year-old <laughs> from, king. From, um... But fuck nowhere, America, mm. who overnight becomes a viral pop sensation. And he's like, his career trajectory is kind of Justin Bieber adjacent. Oh, yeah. But the show follows his two older siblings that are in like their late 20s. Yeah. And like one of them's gay and one of them's a loser. And like it just follows their escapades. Stop it. And it is so funny. That every single right up my alley. Every single line is a joke. Oh my god, okay. Like, it is so well written. Every single line is a joke. The other two you say? The other two. I need to sit down because I need needs, to turn off Desperate Housewives. No, everybody needs to watch it. All the episodes are 25 minutes long. Oh, perfect. You don't have to think. Just yeah, have a good Because I'm getting that from like Abbott Elementary and stuff. But like, we need. I need another silly show to watch Please, currently. This That's is, not anything to do with anything. It's it's just nonsense. Yeah. And it's so good. The world is bad enough. I don't need to see comment, like <laughs> a commentary of it in fiction on TV. Like, I know. Leave me alone. But um, I will be watching and so will you. So next week, tune in because we we'll be talking we'll about have it once again. And they'll probably be the same as Most, this week and last like, week. I'll just start copying and pasting <laughs> the audio and chopping it up. Uh, I'm just a freak, yeah. You know I want it we can <laughs> Anyway, Kellis. Yes. Kellis. Kellis of Milkshakes bringing the boys to the yard fame mm. is dating Bill Murray. Who is a geriatric mega supreme. <laughs> yes. So this is just something I wanted to bring up because I thought it was so funny. It's so random. So one, don't know how they would have met. Yeah. Two, she's like 39, 40. He's yeah. like 72. I thought she'd been way older, to be honest, because Milkshakes came out in what, 2001? 2002? 
2004. Yeah, she would have been like a teenager, I guess. That's crazy. Wow, good for her. Um, it was the early 2000s. Ah, but, yes. Anything was possible. Um, apparently, Bill Murray has been going to all of these Keller shows and like they've been seen like leaving hotels and stuff together. And then um, it's all happened really rapidly. And then someone told Page Six... One of the possible reasons why their connection sparked in such a short amount of time was because they recently broke up with their previous partners. Hmm. But. Okay. I want to play a game. Yes. What do you think. They talk about. They talk about. Um, the weather would be a great topic for them to discuss. Mm-hmm. I think they'll thoroughly engage with the weather app on their iPhones. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's either. Do you, think, like- do you think Bill Murray had heard milkshakes? Yes, absolutely. And I reckon he referred to her as that milkshake woman. That milkshake woman. woman. I want that milkshake woman. I can see him having an aneurysm at one of her concerts. Like, there is no way. She's been playing at festivals and he's been seen in that little... Jumping at the front row. You know, like, you know the pit? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the bottom of the the stage where the photographers and stuff are. She's been shaking her ass on stage (laughs) and Bill Murray has been standing You know what? I love this for our girl because she's getting that good old Bill Murray acting money. And God knows he's been... (laughs) Cashing in those royalty checks from all these <laughs> fucking movies. Um, Ghostbusters, baby. Yeah, and that's a huge franchise. I don't know what the fuck they talk about. I don't know, green beans and fucking, <laughs> <laughs> like, mashed potatoes. That's really ageist of me to say, but I don't mean in that regard. Um, he talks about the 80s, and she's like, I wasn't born. Yeah, I've got no idea what you're How did they meet? Like, I'm desperate This is what I want to know. In what world would they... It's like Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner. How but at they least cons- they're the same age. It's not like Bill Murray's DMing Kellis being no, like, hey. That's not have Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't know what Instagram is. Probably goes to Telegram or something. That's crazy. Well, I wish them prosperous love <laughs> in this very trying age of romance. I wish them great romance. When there is a relationship update, I'll throw it in. But Please do. I, um, yeah. Well, Kylie it's, it's and... me slapping my knee. Yeah, Kylie and Timmy are still together. They were spotted officially together a couple of, like, weeks ago. Not, oh, like, literally the, last week. Oh, in, in the, the backyard or something. Oh. Yeah. Because the first time they were spotted together was through her, like, blacked-out car yes. windows in a yes. Taco Bell parking lot. But those photos were very, like, whatever. But these photos are, like, HD. You can see that they're actually together. Are they actually together? Yeah. It was, like a confirmed sighting of the both of them. I I think it was last week or something that I saw these very ugly paparazzi photos. But that's another couple where I'm like, what do they talk about? Like, what do they speak about? Are Um, they on TMZ or something? I think they're on TMZ. Okay, spotted. Um, Yeah. Is that them? Yeah. I think it's these photos where he's like wearing wearing orange. Oh my God. Yeah. They're they're, in the... Oh, was that the same day? They go on a little taco date. Or is it these? these I think ones? it might be those. Yeah, They're together in... Just, I don't know. Pan. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. What do they talk about? I don't know. But are you watching the new Kardashians? I am. What do you think? I'm I'm not watching. It's, I don't care. I, I don't care. Not a lot of anything mm. really happens. Apart from... The most recent episode, and I know because I watched this yesterday, mm. Kim goes to Milan for her Dolce and Gabbana thing, mm. and her stylist doesn't have her passport. Oh and God, they're yeah. like, she can't get off the plane without her passport. What are we going to do? And it's just so funny because Kim's like, there's two things that are comical. One, her stylist, Danielle, is like, Italy is not letting them into the co- in, letting her into the country yeah. because they don't give a fuck 
Yeah, who you, who you are. are. Yeah. Kim Kardashian forgets her passport. Go back maybe, home, babe. Maybe. Kim Kardashian stylist. Danielle. No one who? knows who fucking Danielle so is. So anyway, she's like, they're trying to get around it. Like, the police are trying to clear her. Can we get someone to fly her passport over? Like, how do we get around this? Like, can the police just let her out? And then she's like, they have to send her home on a commercial flight. <gasps> She can't even fly Kim they, Air. No. They say, we don't give a fuck who you are. Oh, no. Um, did she just not have a passport or did she forget it? She forgot it. Oh, what a But fool. then Kim's at the... They're styling the Dolce & Gabbana show and there's like 80 looks or something. And every time someone's like, so Kim, what do you think of this? She goes, I don't know. Danielle should be here. Yeah. No, that's another thing when I watched that episode before where she was talking about the looks and Kim was just saying these very airy words. I just love this silver and I just love this. This is so me. Yeah. Like you can tell she's got no interest whatsoever. At at one point they're like, she tries to give her opinion on a look and she's like, Oh, I don't know about the sunglasses. And then the Dolce and Gabbana like stylist, who's this like English man. He's like, no, they stay. And she's like, Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Well, good for her. Nonetheless, she's always going to find a way to cash a check. Speaking um, of someone cashing a check. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell the girls because people are mad about this. So She's lost 300,000 Instagram followers. So we'll start from the beginning. Yes. On the 10th of September, 2022 at mm. the Chromatica Ball, mm-hmm. there was a sign outside the stadium saying, please be advised that tonight there will be a commercial video recording photographing of the above artist and then it's like by entering you agree to be filmed blah 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 Mm -hmm. and then that same day lady gaga uploaded an instagram story and that captioned it 30 cameras pointed at you and you get one take hashtag the chromatica ball right so naturally everybody thought yeah that we were getting a chromatica Chromatica ball DVD. dvd Netflix special, yeah. YouTube. Some HBO special. Yeah, like something. Because the tour was quite short as well. Mm, no. Right. It was, she was being filmed as she is the new face of migraines. Mm, 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 <laughs> Specifically, the tour has been featured in a Pfizer ad for a new migraine drug. Called Nurtac. Nurtac. Yeah, because it's... um. June is Migraine and Headache Awareness Month. Right. I didn't know that there was such a month and I'm very, very well known. So I feel like it it coincides. It kind of aligns. Oh my God. This is why people are mad because it's Pride Month and she's not saying anything about Pride Month, but she's saying, she's screaming screaming about about Nurtag. I know what it's like to perform through pain. If you're like me, one of the millions suffering from pain caused by migraine, Nurtec ODT may help. It's the only medication that can treat a migraine when it strikes and prevent migraine attacks. Treat and prevent all in one. Don't take if allergic to Nurtec. Allergic reactions can occur even days after using. Most common side effects were nausea, indigestion, and stomach pain. We're in this together. Talk to a doctor about Nurtec ODT. Um, and it's so funny because like they, the video opens with her doing this like voiceover. Yeah. And it says like. I'll insert the audio. It has like, first off it shows Lady Gaga and it says Lady Gaga, actual patient. <laughs> actual patient is so cap. She's like, I know what it's like to perform through pain. Yeah. When I was 14, I had to lie down in dark rooms and like couldn't move. My migraines were so bad. Oh my God. Um, That's why our friend Drew changed the Instagram username to actual patient. I was so confused <laughs> as to why they did that, but now it all makes supreme sense. 
And it's just so, people are mad. People are mad. People are mad. And I was so confused yesterday because I was like, why the fuck are people mad? Like, she's worth around $200 million. So people mm-hmm. are mad for two reasons. Firstly, they think she's a corporate sellout. Um, and she's just cashing in a check. And half her Instagram is now either um, House Labs promotion, mm. co- promotional content, or now these random, like, fucking headache ads. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, obviously, at the end of the day, she is a mega pop star Mm -hmm. and she is a capitalist as we all are. So she's going to do this regardless. Like, why do you put your faith in these people? Because you have such like, what's it called? Parasocial proximity to them. Yeah. You think she's your friend. She doesn't care about you in that regard. I'm sure she cares. But once you give her a check, she's going to run away, run away. And also same token. I understand that it is pride month and she should be using her platform to be, vocal about this and i'm sure she will because she has been very vocal about this before my theory is is do you remember how she was saying like the born with this way ball sets and everything like she had to pay for lots of them herself yeah yeah, yeah. because they were so expensive yeah maybe yeah fisa was just they were like we will pay for the for your next three music next, videos yeah yeah and i'm like whatever who cares the fuck that got to do with me i'm consuming this person as an artist someone that is not tangible someone that is so far away i'm gonna keep streaming sex dreams i'm gonna keep enjoying myself listening to her music and thinking that she's a magnificent artist whatever the fuck she does in her personal life good luck to her <laughs> If she wants to be the face you know of migraines, what she won't be doing in her personal life. What getting getting migraines? <laughs> I need Woo! to try this Nurtec ad and this Nurtec medicine uh, the next time I have a hangover. Anyway, anyway, let's talk about fashion. It's been a while since we've done a fashion breakdown, mm. but it is currently like the spring twenty four menswear. Um, well, yeah, the shows. Resort shows, yeah. whatever. Lookbooks. They're all Lookbooks. coming out. And we've got some favorites. We do. So I was terribly excited for St. Laurent because the last show was impeccable. Mm. I think what Anthony, I think it was set in Marrakesh or another city. It was. It was it was in Marrakesh because yeah. they flew everybody out there. Yeah, it was yeah, at yeah. the same time as a beauty thing, I think. Yeah. I loved it. I loved this St. Laurent show. I think it was what he's doing with this like whole 80s mob Big shoulders, slinky, tight little shirts, and like draped. Big belts, tiny waist. Tiny waist. is so sexy, and I love seeing him do it. And this show was set in Berlin, and it was all about, like, continuing this blend between menswear and womenswear, because, like, you thought a lot of the models looked like tiny little they, skinny, they were, pale they women. Were, all of the models he used for this most recent show were very effeminate. Very Selene-adjacent models. Mm. Like, very, very skinny... I mean, we can get into that later, but just very feminine looking models. And he called the show Each Man Kills a Thing He Loves, which is based on a song by Jean Rowe, based on a novel in the film in 1982 made by Raina Fassbender. So it was a very artistic interpretation of all of that. I loved the clothes. I love the clothes too. I loved the clothes. I love the like, the drapery. I love all the like, I don't know, silky chiffon tops mm-hmm. and the big blazers and the big coats with the huge shoulder pads. I love all of the... The last look was like a sheer top with mm. like a draped one shoulder yeah. thing. Yeah. It kind of I looks like it. Maximilian's Ferragamo a little bit. Not, mm. in, not in the sense of like trying to mm. say one copy of the other, but just like... It's a sexy version. It's a sexy version of that. And I really love Saint Laurent. I'm such a Saint Laurent bitch and I love... Anthony Vaccarello's 
interpretation. I do wish he would use more color though. And I understand St. Laurent is supposed to be like black and white and dark green, but let's experiment with color. Let's have some fun. The women's wear, they, all of their accessories come out in like neon purples and mm. yellows and oranges and mm. mints and stuff, but it's never reflected in the clothes. Yeah. They just do black. And one thing I do, I mean, I understand that there's probably not a huge market for this, but when designers said that they want to blend menswear and womenswear yes they do it really well with ready to wear but they never do it for the accessories what about the fucking shoes hello (laughs) some of us have size 43 feet and i want to buy those dainty heels and speaking of yeah alman men's Mm. did leather cowboy pants that went into cowboy boots like the balenciaga sock boot pants yeah yeah. but a cowboy version you loved them they're not gonna make them in a size 39 Oh, okay, settle <laughs> down, okay? I have less chance of getting a fucking cunty shoe than you <laughs> as a size 39. I remember getting turned away from so many, like, shops when I was in Europe because I was just like, do you have that in a 42? And they said, get the fuck out. <laughs> get out of here. Sirius is down the road. Um, But yeah, you can talk about Balmain as well. Oh, it was just cowboy. Yeah. It was, like, leather, sparkly yeah. cowboys. Yeah. It was and very I loved chic. it. You know I love a cowboy. I really don't anything need to say anything Anything to do with anymore. cowboys. Yeah, you said I've said enough. I need to send Olivier my regards yes. and my thanks. Yes, for, I guess, pushing the cowboy job. It's like halfway between, like, Brokeback Mountain and Little Nas X. Like, it hit, like, a nice little... <laughs> a perfect spot. A p- nice little middle point. Yeah. Um, then we have Proenza, which mm. I think has been doing such a divine job for the last couple of years, but they're new, not new thing. I think they're just trying to make a focus on recycling the previous looks that they had mm. in the last season. So last recession show, dressing. recession dressing, we're in a recession. Um, Chloe Sevigny opened in this like beautiful blazer and now they've kind of recycled that same blazer, but just added more details to it, which I think is great because you make good staples. Why change it? Mm. And it's kind of nodding to that quiet luxury aesthetic that everyone's talking Pro-Wenza about. has always been. Absolutely. Uh, it's got its own signature. Like, you know, it's got the geometric. Yeah. Um, Proenza and like purple garong and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And it's always done like really good you know, neutral colours and then it throws in, like, their colours are, like, khaki, orange, mm. blue, yeah, yellow. Yeah. And, like, that's what they work with. Yeah. And red. Yeah. And they just do it so... Yeah. Well. The tailoring is superb. I don't own any Proenza myself, but from what I've seen, it looks beautiful. I had a pair of pants and then I loaned them to someone and then we're not friends anymore and I never got them back. <gasps> oh, no! It's happened with a lot of my clothes. Yeah, I remember that Dolce blazer. I know, but also I realised that a t-shirt I lent... Mm, sister. Yeah. Um, they've been wearing it like every single day since they gosh. left my house and it hung over. Oh my gosh. And I'm okay. desperate to get, I bought it when I was with you. That Balenciaga one? No, 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 no. It's just a vintage tea. I bought it when I bought it. Oh, I like, yeah, yeah. Jeans. oh yeah, anyway. yeah. Yeah. We need anyway, to get, get those clothes back. Let's I know, start a petition. How long, here's a question. How long is too long to leave it before you ask for something back? Well, I think like a week. <laughs> Yeah, if it's been like two I got my Venomot back. I'm wearing it right now, actually. Who had it? Um, No face, no case. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, moving on, Proenza also was doing that same kind of nod between men's wear and women's wear. But once again, let's see the accessories. Mm. But also just appreciate a, cl- a brand that just makes everyday wear 
things that you can yeah. just repeat over and over mm-hmm. and over again because I've been wearing these fucking pants for the last two years and I shan't ever part because they're great for every day. Mm-hmm. Um, Martin Rose, did you get to see? I did. I had a quick squeeze. It's kind of just kind of the same sports where um, blending genders, everyone's just using gender blending in their fucking reviews. But um, just it's very London. It's a very London brand. And it's kind of celebrating the London like subcultural codes with the jerseys and the um, layering and all of that. I loved that. And I love the the footwear. One thing about it I appreciate is the footwear because they had those shucks. Do you remember the Adidas? Are they Adidas or Nike? The Martin Rose Adidas shucks that everyone was talking about. What's a shuck? It's like a shoe. It looks like a football shoe, but it's got like a heel. Oh like my a, god, yes, those! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love those. Now they go for like $800 on the I love this. market. Yeah, it's really camp. Not apart camp, from like, apart from the like... The workers gear. The work, like the, you know... The UV pants. Yeah, like the actual like lollipop lady. Yeah. Outerwear. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I love I it. I love it. And I love that they actually make... Because um, it's like a menswear brand... Oh, I don't think it's... A, no, it's like a... I don't think it's a menswear brand, is it? No. But they make, um like, good shoes for men. And I really appreciate when people do that. Because they're looking out for us with size 43 feet. Hello. Anyway, um last but not least... Actually, no, that's a lie. We've still got one more. Um Off-White. Did you enjoy Off-White? I did. One I really did. Here. He's so cute. Um, if we've had the dog barking, we've finally let him in. Yes. <laughs> Ib Kamara's doing so well. Mm. Like, really, really well. I have not seen Off-White on sale in... In a minute. A very long time. Yeah. And, you know, it was always on sale Always for a on while. sale. It would be on sale on, like, Matches mm-hmm. and Farfetch and whatnot, but I've not seen it on sale. It was, like, the first thing yeah. that showed up. Yeah. No, I love this. It's very, it's a big throwback to how Off-White started. Yeah, exactly. And that's what he said. Ib Kamara was like, it's, he titled it Homecoming um, at, wait, just, yeah, Homecoming. And it's essentially just about going back to the fundamentals of Off-White with like the American sensibilities or the jerseys Jerseys. and the the basketball type attire and whatnot. But it's also like denim. Yeah. Which is super American and like. Yeah. Camo prints. And yeah. What I really appreciated, was he was like, I'm paying nod to Indigenous Americans, like, as a global language, which he was trying to kind of um, not just use modern American aesthetics, but, you know, appreciate and put those, like, Indigenous American aesthetics to the mm. forefront, which I think is really cool. But it's just, once again, everyday wearable clothes and not these trendy upcycled pieces that no one's gonna fucking wear i haven't actually seen well we'll talk about it when we get to Wolverine. but all of this is if you were to put it all together on a tiny little mood board yeah stacked next to each other yeah the trends are very clear yeah it's paired back Mm. i'm so bored of the term quiet luxury but it's yeah Quiet luxury, it's suiting, it's Mm. essentials yeah it's essentials hello yeah like it's a black pant with an interesting detail that's what i'm trying to say because then you're going to buy that pant and you're going to have it for years mm. and you can wear it a thousand different times and you know obviously i think it is very deliberate because yeah 
people are going to be spending less money. Exactly. So there we go. Um, and then lastly, Tom Brown, once again, always great. He was using like horse hair in the tweed. Um, and it's just all about layering and it's, it's very just punk. fabulous. Very punk. Very punk. Very chic though. There's a big difference from what everyone else was doing that yeah. Tom Brown always is. Yeah. He said, everyone else is doing suits. Yep. I'm going to do... I'm going to do a suit with a skirt and a skirt over the suit with a jacket over the skirt with the (laughs) scarf tied into the skirt and then the boots and whatever. It was fabulous. Um, Um, Y2K, Blue Marine, enough. Enough. Yeah. I have seen Blue Marine. It was like the hot brand Mm. when the show came out. And you know what the issue is? Mm. You go to the showrooms, you buy, like this is how it works at all the big boutiques. You go to the showrooms in Paris or wherever, you look at the clothes and then six months later they arrive. Yeah. The issue is six months later, it's the middle of winter in Australia and nobody is dressing like... Yeah, wearing like a blue butterfly top. Yeah, like a Brat Stolen spandex. Like it had its moment when, you know, Kendall and Bella and whoever else were all wearing the samples fresh off the runway and everyone was obsessed with it. So you've got all of your IMG or whatever knocking it off readily available to consumer and now it's all in the stores on sale on sale yeah i'm sorry but i just think y2k fashion Mm. is like it's had its time in the sun long grace period as well it's had its time in the sun and i literally and it was very therapeutic. I unfollowed this girl on Instagram that I have been following for ages mm. because it's gotten to the point where she's been trying to dress and she was wearing a lot of boomerang, but she's been trying to dress so trendy yeah. that she looks dumb. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no. Like, yeah, yeah. You know how there are those people that just like, you look at them and you would have seen it heaps at yeah. Fashion Week. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like what I was saying before about unnamed influencer. Yeah. But they're just putting on clothes for the purpose of looking like, I don't know, for the purpose, like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just just putting on clothes just for the sake of, you know, trying to emulate a certain image and trying to be in a certain... Or trying to, like, create a look. Yeah. When it's fine, just wear a pair of jeans. You don't need to wear a pair of jeans with a pair of denim shorts, with a denim skirt, with a fur belt, (laughs) with... You know, like a scarf wrapped a scarf around your wrapped fucking around. neck, tied to your. Have you feet. seen that chick on TikTok that does the like, um, that chick on TikTok that's like Melbourne style, and then she'll put on the most heinous outfit, and yeah, then yeah. there'll be girls in the comments being like, "Oh, actually, looks good." Slay. And I'm like, things don't always have to look good. It's okay. You can say that it's bad, but the moral no. Of today. Moral of the story is Blue Marine needs to cease. And just try. And, and I get that those are the house codes of the brand. And like in that fluffy pre- preppy girl, like like Y2K adjacent aesthetic. But I feel like there's a way to do that where it's like still Matches the price point. Matches the price point. <laughs> and it's like, you know, something that's going to be that's wearable again. That's the big again. thing for me. No wonder this shit is on sale. I can buy, you know, baby blue spandex skirt mm. for $29. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to buy the exact same thing for 700 Absolutely. But anyway, we'll be back next we'll week. We'll be back next week. I have a thing to go to. And I need to sort out what's wrong with my dog. All righty. Well, bye. Bye. I'm just a f-